Man, I used to be like y'all. I was out here in the cold, didn't know what to wear. I'd have a date, I might be late, didn't know what to do. Tactical distributors changed my life. Impossible 15 got me 15% off. It was like a, a fashion mullet. Business up front, party in the back. Really? You're going to sneeze in the middle of my intro. So, Jason's going to be here. We're going to talk about Africa. We're going to talk about hunting in general. We're going to talk about what they're doing, what we're doing, what he should be doing, what I know I'm doing, and what Jay needs to step up to. So, we appreciate you listening. I think we all every time we hang out we just became we just become better and better friends with this crew. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So um Jason Vincent's here with us. He's from Field Ethos. He's gonna explain what the fuck he's doing and who they are. And I can't wait. So Jason. it's kinda hard to do, man. Um well, so, I see you have like an hour. Go ahead. Yeah. So we are a um, media brand, we are, we put out unapologetic content for dudes like us, right? Guys that feel like we've been abandoned by the outdoor industry, like the, the type of stuff that our granddads had access to when they were younger and they wanted to read an article that was unapologetic. About uh, Mike us. and I were just talking about it, like Dude. even how Hollywood, it was like a big deal to go hunting in Africa. Yeah. We just, we're just so woke and ignorant now. Man, it's, it's like the woke culture that I absolutely like hate, I, it, you know. I can't stomach it. Don can't stomach it. Um, so we decided. Uh, well, 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 let's just stop there. A couple things. First off, yep. Field Ethos, your logo, pretty cool. The F and the E. I came up with a great idea in the shower this morning. What's and, that? And you just, you just reminded me. Okay. Just a red marker slash through the E and a red marker U. And an unapologetic adventure. We have a new shirt. I like it. I, I think we should use it for our next hunt. Yeah. Um, next, okay, so Field Ethos. There's Jason Vincent, and you say Don. So we're talking about Donald Trump Jr. Correct, yeah. Our, and that man, he lives the life. Dude, he he lives a fun life, but I tell you what, the dude works his ass off. Too. He does. He's very high energy. Yeah. In that way, he, he seems to be his uh, father's son. Yeah. However, my man is interested in fishing and hunting and adventure. And so, if you follow him on Instagram or you know him personally and he sends you pictures, how does he have time to do anything other than fish me, and hunt? Let me talk about that dude for a second. So um, everyone, you know, everyone that looks at him like, ah, he's a Trump, whatever, you know, billionaire son. Yeah, those things are 100% true, right? But he took the opportunities he had growing up and used those opportunities to really invest in the outdoors and hunting and fishing. Yeah. And like, yeah, he had he had access to to being able to do some things that not everybody gets to do. But he really used that access to to really dig in there and become one of the most proficient outdoorsmen I've ever met. And I know a ton of guys. I mean, you know me. I hunt a lot. Um, hang out with some high level hunters, high level anglers, and I would put Don at the top of all of them within the top five of the best hunters I know top five of the best long-range shooters I know. The best. Yeah, he's the he best and Eric fly are fisherman. both into extreme yeah. long-range, yeah. like shooting he's, two mile. He's the best fly fisherman I know. I've, you know, 
dude, the guy can do it all, and he's fearless. Um, you know, we just had a, we, you know, earlier in the year. Uh, even my hunting with him, I would say that that's true. Dude, he's fearless. Like he, he's different than what you would think. Like, for me being from the South, he's clearly not from the South. Nope. Like, he's from New York. But he is so passionate about hunting and shooting and doesn't need somebody to carry his bag, gut his animal, yep. do any of his stuff, get the fuck out of the way. He wants to be get first. Get out of his and, way, dude. Yeah. We were in Alaska, and um, his son, Donnie, who we spent seven days in Alaska. Is either I think it was December or January, one of those two. So cold as shit, right? Oh, yeah. Miserable yeah. conditions. Um, seven days in Alaska. It rained on us. It snowed on us. Tons of wind, just gnarly. And Donnie did not complain once. So not only is Don a badass, he's raising a, raising a badass son, but we went, you know, Donnie shot a goat in an area where it, like, went down into this rock crevice. We're talking, I don't know, maybe a 1,000 feet up, almost vertical. So and this is a full-day recovery. Yeah, full-day recovery. And we got to a spot where the guide was like, all right, I'm going up there by myself. And Don was like, no, I'm going with you. And the guy's like, dude, it's super sketch where we're getting ready to go. And Don was like, I'm coming. And so Don and Don and that guide, Scott Newman, one of the most legendary guides in Alaska, just awesome dude. So shout out to you, Scott. Love you, miss you. Um, he and Don had to scale this area with ropes. And Scott told me when we came down, he's like, dude. Yeah, if it's boondock saints, if you're pulling ropes yeah, into yeah, the equation, yeah. Jay you, is sketchy. Like the Charlie Bronson rope, rope thing, they had ropes. I so. mean, on all the Air Force adventures, you ever pull ropes out? No ropes on our end. No rope. You don't. You didn't need them. Well, this was an area that when they came down, Scott was like, dude, this was a slip, fall, die scenario. You slip, you're going to fall, and then you're definitely going to die. And he said, I was a, like, he goes, I do this stuff all the time. But what I really didn't want to be, it, what I really didn't want to happen is me end up being the guy that killed the president's son. Yeah, that'd be a career ender. That would be a career ender. Dad was still yeah. president at the time. He's like, I did not want the president's son to die on my watch. But Don went and did it. He's he's very comfortable doing stuff like that. It's just a badass dude. But yeah, so it's me, Don, Colin Jones, uh, who was a captain for the Carolina Panthers, played for the Panthers for nine years. Um, yeah, North Tech. Well, I don't know, is, Central Texas redneck. Yeah. He's as elite of a dude as he was a football player. He's just a cool freaking dude. He's one a, of my favorite he's friends. He's a nice guy. Yeah, we've been friends for five or six years. He's just one of my favorite dudes. Um, yeah. Great family guy. Um, yeah. Very smart with business and investment, so he is our CFO. Um, we brought in Dave Etter maybe six months ago to be our CEO. Uh, Dave is the one that always. Oh, I thought he was just in charge of good times and comedy. He really is, dude. But but Dave is, look, in business, Dave is next level. Uh, he's the guy that people hear us talking about it sometimes, just joking about it. In the middle of a business conversation with a new company, he'll look at him and, like CEO of a major firearms company and be like, I need to ask you something serious. What's your most recent Pornhub search? <laughs> And like, just totally put somebody on the spot in front of a bunch he of their own employees yeah, and stuff. And really? Yeah, it's just funny. It's a great icebreaker, and um, and it, there's no wrong answer. The only thing. No, the answer the, is your mom. Yeah. Well, I told when he asked me that, he asked me that at Don's house one time. The ambassador to the UK's wife was there, and like her, you know, dressed to the nines, wearing all of her jewelry, and like we we're standing in Don's kitchen. Everybody got quiet for a minute, and he goes, "So, Jay, what's your most recent Pornhub search?" And like everybody in the kitchen turned and looked at me. You know, just a bunch of fancy folks. And I went, actually, it's Dave Etter. And uh, he's like, man, that's a good answer. But there's no wrong answer. The right. only wrong answer is for you answer. to dodge that question yeah, yeah. and not answer, and then none of us trust you. Like We, <laughs> we, had, we had a big meeting recently where it was like, 
we asked this dude that like wanted to do some some business with us, do some cool things on our digital strategy. And Dave asked him the question. Um, we already like had some reservations there. We got off the phone and we were talking about, yeah, we don't like this. We don't like that. This gives us pause to work with them. And Mike Scobie, who is our CEO, COO, our newest hire, he goes, yeah, but that guy also didn't answer the fucking question and I don't trust him. And uh, and so it's just like one of those things, you know. It's it's kind of become a, a trademark of ours today. Where'd Scobie come from? Scobie was the group publisher for OSG, so um, Outdoor Life. Um, I'm I'm sorry, Guns and Ammo, uh, Outdoor Channel TV, Sportsman Channel TV. A bunch of big brands are up under OSG, and he was the head of publishing. So Guns and well, Ammo and some other big publications. Oh, Guns and Ammo. What is Field Ethos doing? What's available, and what are the ambitions? Where What's are you guys going? What's available right now? Okay, is um, we have an online journal where we publish articles from you know well-known you know outdoor writers, as well as like the next guy that wants to write his first article and has always wanted to get somebody to read one of his articles. So we post a lot of first-time rookies. Hemingway's grandson? Hemingway's grandson is writing for us, yeah. Um, Patrick, he's fantastic. Patrick Hemingway Adams. We've got some really cool writers. Like my One of my favorites is uh, he's a high school English teacher in Mississippi, um, Josh Kwong, and he and I have just become good friends since since I started Field Ethos. And um, Yeah, we've got some good writers on that stuff. So we're also doing a podcast. So... Um, and you have been gracious enough to like help me figure out how we're going to do the video version of our podcast. Well, that's well, I hate to give Thomas credit because he's being a little bit of no, an he's really good, week. but he has set up a tremendous podcast. He's incredible. I, I and know. he heard the terrible podcast because you've been on the podcast before, but we just did it on the phone. I thought yeah. it was super charming. It was just audio. Thomas like. This has potential, but it sucks. You're stupid. Let me make it great. Yeah, and he and, has. He and has. He has. It's because, this is there. like my favorite podcast to watch. Oh, thank you. Um, so I love the style that you guys do it. Um, I, I love the banner between you and Jay. Jay's been like a huge disappointment to me over the last two days. <laughs> I'm uh, sick, man. <laughs> because he just hasn't been talking at all. I'm Mike's sick. in the back. Mike's agreeing. He's Maybe like, we should pause. Wait, let's put him on the spot. Yeah, all right. So I have some questions for him. But no, you go I ahead. have a let's, question. Let's give Jay some attention. What? What's your most recent Pornhub search? It was actually this morning. It was uh, Jason Vincent amateur casting. Okay, all right. Which was the twelve minute video that he did. All right. So, so did you see any boys you liked? Jason Vincent was in there. <laughs> uh, I liked him a bit. <laughs> uh, a good performance on my part. Yeah, it was amateur for sure. But, <laughs> but it was. Oh, but it was it's kind of the whole point. Yeah, that's what I was the whole looking point, for. Dude. Exactly. You did a good a good job. I like that seventies amateur type, but whatever. So, that, um, so that was yeah, good. What I was excited about it. I just wanted more talking from Jay the last time. All right, well, let's give well, him a chance. The, well, one of the things is that, like, I had heard Kevin's point of view from a lot of the Africa trip and yeah. some of the stories, like, little bits and pieces. But He's I trying heard, to find where I'm lying. No, 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 Good not call. even. Yeah, no. But hearing everybody else's point of view, too. And, like, I heard the story about the zebra from Kevin's point of view, but yeah. not from the other point of view and the zebra. Uh, Mike, that's where you dropped your phone in Dookie. Yes, there was also there was also a lot of like spectating going on yesterday because Ray just got so shit faced yeah, and was everybody cooked. was watching him. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was good. No, I, I understand why you uh, why you kind of took the spectator role yesterday. There's a lot going on, and we were talking about something that was we're intense. all talking about a trip that you didn't get to go on. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, keep but, crashing shit. Oh my God. So know, yeah, yeah. So but back to what we're doing. We're doing. Um, we're getting. We suspended our podcast. We're doing audio only podcasts, like I did when I was on your podcast. Yeah. 
Um, and I wasn't happy with the sound quality. I wanted to do um, a video version of it, but just really up the overall user experience for somebody that wanted to hear what we had to say. So I put the pause on that, and um, we are going to relaunch the podcast. Um, we will be doing four print journals a year starting 2022. That's interesting. We've print. Got, we've print. Cool do you kids stuff. read print these days? I do, but I know it's not as popular. No, it's in, not. In, as, with the kids, but I do. I like it. I love it. Like yeah. I love it. So we're going to do four issues a year. So we're not going to bombard you with shitty little thin magazines that have a, just a bunch of advertisements all over the front. Um, it's going to be very like, you know, there's not going to be a ton of ads in there. It's going to be native inclusion in some of the articles, the products we're using from our sponsors. Um, full page ads, so you're not getting like a page where there's like 14 different ads on it or whatever. So I think it'll I think it'll be really good looking, but it's going to be general man shit, a lot of hunting, a lot of fishing, a lot of adventure, but also like, what's the best way to win a bar fight, man? Um, what is like the next cool overlanding vehicle? Hit um, first. Oh, yeah. Always hit first. Hit first. Yeah. yeah. Always uh, hit first. I, I, I thought yeah. Jay would have some advice. Yeah. 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 Ask them a question when they start answering. Smack them. And then run. Smoke them. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then run. 100%. 100%. So Don't wear Crocs. Maybe the bar, we'll get no you to write. Maybe we'll get you to write one of those. I got one for you. Um, for so sure. we have kind of a, a, a rotating list on our editorial schedule that's like, themes that we want in each magazine like it, it's not always going to be the same type of article we're not going to do like um it, was that the format for the um like your your blog now or your website where you guys are posting content is it kind of the same format yeah it's the same format like i try to do um a hunting like a hunting related article a fishing related article something culinary or maybe an you know good recipe for your next uh bourbon drink or um, old fashioned some shot. travel stuff, but I really like the throwback stuff. Like the well, yeah, I was going to say with with the Instagram, we do a great job with that. Thanks. Some of the pictures, oh my god, the one the other day with the guy coming out uh, of the drink with uh, the sewer, yeah, coming yeah. out of the sewer with his uh, yeah, with some rat in a twenty two with a silencer on it, in like yeah. the nineteen twenties or thirties, like ear to ear grin, like yeah. he's just uh, been down there hunting rats in the sewer. Yeah. He's just so stoked. great. You, yeah, you guys have a great sense for that. That that's one of my favorite Instagram. I accounts. love running our Instagram because. I love doing the Sunday Q&A because it's a really cool time for us to connect with the people that follow our brand. They ask questions. Sometimes I'm a huge smartass. Sometimes I give them like the best answer that I can come up with. This is uh, basically dependent upon the uh, engagement of alcohol. Yeah. 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 Um, so I had quite a bit to drink on Sunday on the way here. Um, I hit the Delta Club hard uh, and then drank on the flight and, and then started answering some questions on the airplane. Um, but it makes it, you know, that stuff is fun. Like, I think, um, if you looked at my behavior the last two days, uh, you'd be like, Jason might be an alcoholic. Um, but I'm not at all. Uh, well, I, I know. I mean, you know, all the bros are here, all the bros uh, are here. like from our Africa hunt and it just turned into a fucking frat party, it a did. bachelor party. Yeah. And then, you know, it's even like yesterday after the podcast, <laughs> like I did not have another drink and, and I'm just crying to Yvonne all day. Like I threw Threat. Listen to me. I slept three hours the night before. Yeah. You guys got here. You know, fucking Mike comes in at two a.m. Yep. We so, got to feed him. We go to bed at four. We get up at seven. And I was just, I'm old. I was just dead yesterday. Yeah, dude. Fell asleep in the office. They're building but, the guns. She's like petting my head. But I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Being old isn't even like uh, Ray's not old, and he. I, earlier, I was gonna be like, "Oh, he can drink," but he very much cannot. Cannot, drink. but he yeah. rallied yesterday. Oh yeah, good he for did. him. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got a video insane. of him throwing up in the bathroom at Q. Yeah, I've got a good picture of him 
on the toilet, like throwing up the deuces. That's so mean. Yeah. So, you guys are so mean. No, I mean we. But just my man, then yesterday for dinner we get back. He's like completely normal. He yeah. like throws up. And it was. A, it was. It's like a, a three switch. day recovery for me being that shit faced. It, it, it was, was an uh, epic rally on yeah. his oh, part. Yeah. We had. A, I think. I think that is a testimony to the strength of our team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone pitched in. Hundred percent. Vanna got him some. <laughs> Some like soup and bread oh, or whatever. She was so Jason about built him a little it. bed on the floor in the, I in even, the shop. Yeah. Danny and I told her, stop worrying about him. Leave him alone. And Danny, his best friend's like, pretend he doesn't exist right now. Avon yeah. is fine, baby. He didn't for a couple and, hours. And she yeah. sneaks out, steals a car, and goes and gets some soup and like yeah. soda water and shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm the only one that deserves that <laughs> just treatment here. That you would help. Yeah. Just disgusted that you bread. would help him. I mean, yeah. she's just Eastern European, you know, yeah. going to take care of the nerve. her dude yeah. and all the boys, like yeah. all of his idiot friends. And she's like, baby, you bring your idiot friends here. They are my idiot friends. I'll take care of them. She the does. nerve of that woman to help one of our friends. <laughs> yeah. No. How dare her? How dare her help our friend? Uh, yeah, she she oh, she's a great friend. Um, I don't know, like what you're talking about with the the four issues a year, whatever the yeah. the little books you guys are doing, your journals, yep. um, periodicals, periodicals. Yeah, have you seen it? It kind of seems along the same lines. Have you seen what Ford Observations Group did with? They've done. I think they're on their third one now. They did coffee table books, okay. but along the same lines, but within like the soft community and like federal law enforcement stuff like that. But just kind of reaching out to guys in their community and said, hey, write us an article. And guys put in workouts. They put in stories from deployments, just anything. And yeah. Like, yeah, Jason and I will be showing workouts. It's like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, re- like it, it did great. So, I mean, yeah. we talked earlier Very about- similar how, how we did it. No, I have not seen theirs. Um, I will now that you mentioned that. I'll yeah. go out and grab one. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, I just they, wanted they've to. They've gained a lot of uh, following yeah. social media. But, I mean, it's just a testament to the idea of that print isn't as popular as it used to be but if you do it the right way people it can want be it. well it it's probably what jason i think is trying to do too so we'll just keep cutting them off is um con- <laughs> connecting connecting right with, with who your true demographic yeah, is Yeah, creating that community yeah not being full of shit i'll tell you what we're doing and and maybe they're doing the same thing we wanted our audience to also be the storyteller like we wanted to give a voice it's to people so nice that- when your customer <laughs> Is also your employee. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. Well, you're like you, you. There are a lot of people out there that have amazing stories. They might not be the best writer, uh, but they have like a really cool story to tell. Well, we compare them up with an editor and be like, okay, write your story, and then we're going to help you edit it to where you would be proud to see it in print. Yeah, right. And so yeah, because a bunch I mean, of cool stuff like that. As we talked about yesterday, and as you know, anyone that spends any time hunting. And I don't care to what degree, because everybody, you know, their ability to go and hunt and access to it's all all different. And, yep. and so I've kind of learned that over the last 10 years, like honor everyone in any capacity that goes and hunt. Yep. Because, you know, that's conservation that keeps what we're doing alive. And it's like this idea of seeking the adventure, the outdoors. And all that sounds corny, but it's like true. But if you go on 10 hunts, and I don't care if it's hunting in your backyard. Yep. This is, I reserve the right to change my mind. My current belief, you go on 10 hunts, you are going to have an absolutely amazing story, something that will never repeat itself. 100%. Just 10 times. It doesn't matter. where I could do it in my backyard here. I'm going to see some crazy shit that I'm going to be like, oh, my God, it was insane. And even at the level that Ray was talking about amongst other uh, unintelligible words or whatever he was saying, um, (laughs) even those those 10 times can 
change the way you look at everything. Even just like you said, in your local area, it can it can change the way you view your world. Yeah, so or ours, sharing it with friends. Like when we went to Africa. Yeah, you're cut off again. <laughs> we share it with friends, and we have all these great adventures. Mike dropped his phone in Zebra Dookie, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Jason and I just died laughing at it. Or even when we're here, this reminds me of we're doing the podcast. I'm looking at you. Bald eagle lands in the yard, grabs an animal, takes off. Yep. Amazing adventure. He got a fucking rat or something. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that outburst. It was here. so good, but it was so genuine. I was so stoked. I'd seen that eagle a couple of times. And for him to swoop down the yard like 50 yards from us and grab an animal. Well, on our, like, if you look at the About Us section of our webpage, we specifically say, like, we want to show the adventures in the far corners of the world, but also the adventures just outside of town. Yeah. Like where you want to go deer oh, hunting. Yeah. Where you grew up deer hunting with your granddad. And I would say like, I feel like the hunting narrative has just lost the adventure perspective. It's like a bunch of like, to me, a bunch of fat rednecks took over the outdoor channel TV one day and just made hunting all about hooting and hollering from a deer stand and shooting the next biggest buck. And, and that's like at what that's what the non-hunting community's perception of hunting ended up being well, over the last 20 years. Well, yeah, when it's presented that way, well, I will say I also love that. I love it. And I love going to my backyard here. I love shooting prairie dogs, groundhog. I love whitetail hunting in Africa. And then also the idea of, you do not have to be wealthy to hunt. No, dude. And, and you, you don't have to be wealthy be, to turn a hunt into an adventure. Oh, so if like if you have pick fun if, friends and, and you can be friends. a poor redneck and you go on a, a, a hunt just outside of town. You but have the what best I would tell somebody life. like that is like, look, you're you're hunting, you're out there deer hunting, whatever, and you got that's great. You guys are doing it cool, but how about this? How about when you're done on Friday afternoon and your deer hunt? Don't come home, man. Set up a tent. Right. You and your friends throw up a tent on the property, build a bonfire, you know, have a few beers, stay up, and then go to sleep in a tent. Right. Don't come home from your property for the it, whole weekend, it, it, and it will turn so that amazing. deer hunt into yeah. a little bit of an adventure with your friends, man. Well, I think it's where you sound old because now, like, I look at it, and I think of my kids at their age, which my children are older than yours, mine are high school. Yeah. And it's uh, like the age of Instagram and where, you know, they all think, oh, if you get popular on Instagram, like, you're rich. It's yeah. like, well, eh. But the idea of keeping up with that or that's actual real life. But, no, the idea of going out and connecting and yeah. you go on this hunt, but if you can spend time with your friends and, yeah, in a tent in the woods. I mean, we're in Africa the whole time. Like, we hardly have cell service. Yeah. We had the greatest adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, be a little uncomfortable and you're going to. It's going to initiate an adventure. The, dis- the yeah. discomfort is so rewarding in so many ways. It really is, man. And there's all those trips out there that if if you feel like you can't afford to take a hunting adventure, it's just not true. You can go to the next state over and set up a tent with your friends, and and uh, and I promise you, you'll have an adventure to tell a story about when you get back. And I just feel like um, one, we've lost our sense of adventure. Um, we make things a little bit too easy on ourselves a lot of times. Um, and then I feel like we've lost the ability to be honest about who we are in the outdoors and why we do what we do because the woke community has come in and they've made everything about, um, you know, we hunt, we hunt for food. I want to put clean protein on the table for my family. Like if I, if I hear somebody in my presence say I hunt for clean protein, I'm going to shake the shit out of them. Uh, like, I, I don't just, even know what that is. Dude, dude, no, it's like pervasive in the industry now. So, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, hunt, I don't hunt to feed my family. Like, I do feed my family with what I, what I bring home from hunting. 
But that's not why I go. I mean, I'll go get organic yeah. food at fucking Whole Foods. Well, I, I hate when we get um, criticism. I think you've gotten, I've gotten it about trophy hunting. Yeah. And it's like, hey, fuck you. Yep. If you want a trophy hunt, go trophy hunt. That's yep. great because if you're trophy hunting, you're also participating, whether it's you're buying tags, you're participating in conservation, you're culling mature animals. Yep. So you're allowing, you know, a, a, you know, a less mature animal to kind of rise up within that herd and uh, be the dominant whatever in, in that area. Well, and but mine and your trophy version, the trophy hunting version, is different than some others. Like you and I went to Africa. Yes, we were trophy hunting because we we want these really cool animals. But like my favorite trophy from that trip was that super old water buck that like I've never I've never taken a tape measure to any animal I've ever killed not one, I have no idea what any of my animals would score I don't score them it's fine if you do Alan Bolin who's our our archery yeah. editor, I, I joke with him about like he hunts in Alaska or backcountry uh, British Columbia and stuff and I'm like and I'm like do you hide tape measures out in the wilderness when you're out there just so you always have one when you need one because like he. He straight up, he straight up chases records. Right. He chases the record. Books uh, well, stuff. I think that's I think okay. That's very too. cool. Yeah, I, I think any kind of hunting you want to do, if it's just you want to call, yep. if you've got a, you know, you live you live out west and you've got a prairie dog problem and you want to solve that because you want to have cattle on your property, like anything you want to do to go and hunt, is perfectly okay. If you want to go to high fence and you want to shoot the biggest, you know, red stag ever. Yep. That's great, too. Yep. I mean, it's all contributing to what we love. And, you know, I enjoy, like, every aspect of it. Like, I'll go shoot anything. Like, I don't care. Yep. Um, you know, and, and the more I I go and, you know, the more I mature as a hunter and I get to experience different things. Now, I'm getting things that I enjoy more than others, but there are very few hunts or none that my friends will ask me about that I don't if they want to go, like if you tell me you want to go to, uh, what's that thing you just sent me the other day? It was so weird. Uh, the picture or, or the, whatever. Oh, the uh, what? The uh, what's the little animal? The rodent thing? Oh, yeah, nutria is an the animal. Nutrias? Yeah, yeah. What was that? In Louisiana. Like swamp rat? Yeah, you yeah. sent me that and like, hey, let's go on this hunt. And I'm like, fucking hey. Yeah, let's go to Louisiana and shoot some nutria. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I'm like, well, that like seems like rats. a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's all kinds of fun little things you can do with that. I will say that like you and I hunted together every day for two weeks mm. um, in Africa. It's a great and time. we How'd just <clears throat> man. And we made two friends that'll last a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Guy and um, Guy and, and Rad. Uh, yeah. We'll be friends with those guys for the rest of our lives. Uh, and we'll make a priority to see them and yeah. spend time with them, even though they're half a world away. You yeah. know? Uh, or literally on the other side of the world. But we will, like, good enough friends that we will always make an effort to spend time with them every year if we can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you and I shot a bunch of animals. I mean, we shot a lot. Um, I mean... Uh, this is where we should brag. It wasn't just a bunch. Like, so there were six of us there, and uh, we carried the weight. Oh, we did, uh, we did. But also, you and I have been there before, um, and we just took a way more cavalier approach to our hunt. Yeah, um, it was well, like you know we're not there to like I said we're not there to shoot the biggest animals. We we want to shoot some good old animals, some good animals that are um, going to make good camp meat. Um, so, and, and we did it, I think between me and you, we shot like 31 or 30 animals in our truck. Oh no, we shot more than that. Did we? Uh, 30, I think I shot nine. 
No, you shot more than that. Did I? I thought I you shot 12. I, no, I did not shoot 12. I think you I didn't? Shot 9 or 10 or something. Oh, okay. Um, well, then, yeah, you're right. But, but. So over 30. Over 30. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, those people, <laughs> those people are still eating the animals you and I put this <laughs> But, um, but yeah, just great, chill, relaxed time, riding around, drinking beer, me, you, Guy, and, and Rad, and, uh, just having an, just honestly, we were just riding around talking and goofing off in the truck, and every once in a while we'd shoot an animal. Guys yeah. being dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was cool. And, I mean, it's not for everyone, but nope. I think if you're into firearms and you have any idea of adventure, um, and, and, and then you can take the time to really understand conservation. Because, you know, I grew up like Mike, our buddy Mike in the city, and my family didn't hunt. You know, yeah. I wasn't involved in that. And so learning as an adult, so I started hunting around the age of 30 or so. And um, I don't know, maybe even a little older. But, you know, I, I bought a piece of property and I started trying to grow big whitetail in Georgia and I planted and fed year-round, started understanding. And then you understand, like, conservation in other countries. You know, you think about, like, South Africa, where we were, and they shut down hunting for over a year. And all the elephants that didn't get shot in that year. And then everyone loves elephants. They're in the circus. They're at the zoo. They're so cool. But they're huge animals that are destructive to the habitat of all the other animals we want to see. And you have to manage that population. Or something's going to go extinct. Or a bunch of somethings. Yeah. And understanding that you got to do that. Like, you, you have to cull animals. And animals like an elephant that are wildly destructive. Yep. Uh, destructive villages, uh, crops, as they come in closer to villages and there's human, human elephant contact, um, people get killed. Um, so yeah, there's, and there are areas where the elephant numbers don't support hunting. And I, you know, I would be a hundred percent on, on board with anybody that stepped into that area to hunt an elephant being prosecuted. I mean, I'm a former game warden myself. So yeah, um, that's right. I I meant to mention that. So we we didn't get a lot in your background, but we did a podcast with you before, but Yeah, you grew up in the South, former game warden. You, you, you've had a different path than me. You've arrived to where you are, but people should listen to that. Um, but I, I think, yeah, when you, when you talk about there are places that doesn't support. So we live in New Hampshire, and I love hunting. <clears throat> and there's a lot of good hunting in New Hampshire, but not nearly what you and I are used to. And so I don't really partake in it here, but I've got 100 acres close by, about 30 minutes from here. And I live on a nice property here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you saw the minute you got here, we had a deer in the backyard. And it was just a white-tailed doe. I was so excited because it's so rare you see animals yeah. here. So I plant in the back of the property for the deer. And I feed them year-round. And just in hopes of seeing them. Not, I to, would, hunt, not to hunt them. I would never shoot a deer on this property. I would be so upset because we have so few. Yeah. For me, it is like when... Ivana or I see a deer in the house, and we have binoculars upstairs in our bedroom window, and then downstairs in the main part of the house, we have binoc- you know those binoculars right there. We have a little ledge right there next to the windows just so you can watch them. And when you see a deer here, it is, it is like a celebration. I did notice how excited you guys got. It is saw. a freaking white-tailed doe. But yeah. it's like this is the environment we live in currently right here. She and I live here full-time. So there's a big doe, pretty doe. Yeah, um, no, she's beautiful. And, yeah. and, and, you know, there's but just had you been on your farm in Georgia, you would not have gotten that excited to see a white tail. I, I would not have cared at all. Yeah. But also our hundred acres. So about 30 minutes from here. So she and I go twice a week at least and we shoot there and do stuff, but we also plant there and we have trail cameras and we feed there. And, uh, you know, we put out feed every week and 
y- you know, it's just it's exciting to see a buck yeah. on a trail camera there, like just a buck. We've got like a small herd of does that kind of live on the property or close by, and they're there every day, and we feed them, and we see some turkeys. But, you know, like for a year, I've had trail cameras and feed. I've never seen a coyote on the property. Like it's yeah. just a long winter here. Yeah. And so a lot of animals can't survive. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of farmland here, so there's just not a lot of animals. Well, and and like you said, if it's if it's an area that supports hunting, great, we'll hunt. If it doesn't make sense, we just won't hunt there. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, and I'm still spending thousands of dollars a year just to feed these animals, just yeah. so we get a peek at them, like once every other day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, and, and part of that is because I think people think that hunters aren't they don't love wildlife. Oh. God, and nobody loves wildlife more than us. Nobody. Like, you're doing that because you love that wildlife. You want to see them. If you uh, say you love animals because you've seen them online or you watch them on television, like shut up. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't even care if you hunt. Go to Crusader Safaris and go on a safari and just see the animals in person. It doesn't cost that much money right now. It's cheap to go to South Africa. Yep. You know, you and your spouse or whatever could spend. I don't know, probably with flights, $7,000 and go to <coughs> Jake, God dang it. Sorry. And, and you could spend probably less than seven grand, go to South Africa, including your flights, spend a week and a half, have your laundry done, have a chef and someone take you out every day and see and photo safari Yep. and see re- the real outdoors. And then ask those people that live there what it takes, you know, like the ranch we were on, the, the, uh, the, the primary property is continuous, 480,000 acres, I think you said. Yeah. But they're sheep and cattle, and they have 100 employees. Yep. 100 employees. Massive so, operation. Oh, uh, big operation. But, uh, y- you know, you feel bad about shooting an animal. So the way an animal dies in the wild is it starves to death or it's eaten alive by another animal. It's pretty much the two ways. And here, a bullet is the best death, and... You feed all of these people. 100%. And it's Africa. And people look at what we do there, and they might hear, man, you guys shot 30 animals or 31, whatever the number was. I don't know. But people be like, God, that's excessive. And you're like, let me tell you something, dude. Yes, it is. Every ounce of that meat, or every ounce of that animal is going, going every to Every ounce use. of the animal. Yes. Like, literally, yeah. you know, there's nothing wasted. They cut the stomach out. They empty the grasses out of the stomach lining. They clean that out. They wash it out, and then they fry it, and they eat it. I mean, it's, it's everything. So if there's one area of the world where you can shoot 30 animals and be proud of it and know that all of that meat's going to good use, it's in Africa, man. Every, um, yeah. We both know being there and seeing all the people that work on that ranch, yeah. every single part of that meat, those people, the people that work there were so excited. They value that. They truly yeah, especially that. after over a year of no one shooting animals. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what they were eating the whole time, but yeah. probably not as good as after we left. Yeah. Um, you know, and then for me, just the hides. Like, I'm not ashamed of the trophies. Like, I get the skulls and the horns. I don't really do many shoulder mounts, but I get the hides. Yeah. And so, you know, in this house where it's all hardwoods and stuff like that, I use the rugs. Yep. And about once a year, you got to change them out. Yep. So it's useful, but yeah, they really do use every part of the animal. Yeah. And, and the ranches that are ambitious, I mean, they even send like the dicks to Japan because you know that they're weirdos. Yeah. So whether it's pixelated porn or whatever, you know, they they free they uh, freeze dry the the units and then grind them up, put them in tea and shit. But yeah. Hell yeah. Everything. Kudu dick tea. Yeah. I don't know about that. I had some know. earlier. You, you did. Know. Did yeah. you? Yeah. When uh, I got here. 
So, you were still upstairs. Well, I do notice that you have perked up a little bit since this podcast started. <laughs> it's the kudu. Oh, he's tea. standing at attention now. Yes. It's the penis. It's the kudu, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny. If that ranch didn't employ those hundred people, they would probably be homeless. Yeah. I mean, they they if they got lucky, they could farm somewhere. If they got lucky. But, you know, the, it employs a lot of people. Safari hunting employs a lot of people. Hunting in general employs a lot of people, but... Um, and and it, what's so funny is you think like hunters cause extinction. Yeah. How many African animals do you think would be extinct if it weren't for hunting? Oh man! Because then instead of this animal being worth just the meat, it's worth ten grand, five grand, yep. twenty, fifty grand. That's so a, that's that a very a real thing, a, dude. Yeah. That's a very real thing. And um, one thing I do want to plug a little bit, um, and it's something cool that you and I are doing together, um, is this uh, Q fix oh field ethos q collab oh yeah with uh some rhodesian camo on it man jay's involved he sent he sent the first prototype out should get it back for my i'm going to africa in august i'm gonna i'm gonna have the prototype there so yeah so we decided there when we met guy so he was one of our phs and also the videographer yep um so he's got 30 years experience being a ph in southern africa not just south africa um the most amazing guy. Awesome dude. So awesome fucking cool. Dude. And he was a Rhodesian soldier. Yep. Um, in the late seventies and early eighties. And so he started out in the police and then as a soldier. And he had the greatest stories. Yep. And he still refuses it refuses to call it Zimbabwe. He still calls it Rhodesia. <laughs> and we're like, let it go, buddy. But um but no, so we're gonna do a um, you know, really the only perspective i added to it was just to say let's do some rhodesian camo and then we both decided that we're going to do a 308 to honor kind of that fal rhodesian rifle that they used and so going to be rhodesian camo um 16 inch 16 compact lightweight gun you can hunt with there yeah and and the some of the proceeds will go iron sights yeah it'd be sick uh some of the proceeds will go to benefit eco defense group and they don't even know that yet maybe they'll hear that for the first time on this podcast um, but and what do they do? So they, they send former tier one operators um, over to Africa to train indigenous game wardens over there. Uh, and one thing I can say since since I was a game warden is that there's nothing more valuable to your safety and you being able to complete your mission than your training and being properly trained and know how to handle certain situations. Well, the game wardens in Africa, they call them rangers. Um, they're always underfunded. Always underfunded. They always need. Yeah, they always need gear. Underfunded. Massively underfunded. They they don't have the right gear. Uh, you know, you don't have the tool, the right tools for the job. And I that's mean, where the primary these guys thing are. is even training. The I training, mean, right. the training thing. Because look, if you're talking about the rhino trade, um, or, or so rhino. Also, horn, the Japanese. They're the ones wanting the horns. It, well, I think it's more the, the Chinese, but it is uh, certainly Asian market that wants the <laughs> rhino horn. Look and at me, run stereotypes like <laughs> I fucking think, Scrabble. On I do think rhino horn, uh, and and uh, I read this the other day, and I'll have to send you the stats on this, but I do believe that ground rhino horn by weight is the most valuable substance on the planet right now. That's um, so crazy. And then they just think that's going to give you like the excessive hard on when you're old. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're getting ready to turn into to John Holmes once you take that stuff. Um, but so they these guys are combating. 
the illegal rhino trade, illegal elephant ivory trade, and pangolins and stuff like that. So super high value yeah, that, things. That but just sucks because I would love elephant ivory here in my home but to me just because like i go there i experience it it's part of the adventure and like i don't need a hundred sets of ivory i need like one but now i can't even bring them in well uh, to me all you really need is a photo you know like a really cool photo i don't know i kind of want the ivory but so these guys so game wardens over there it's a very different um experience than it is here when you're dealing with guys that make a ton of money poaching these animals this is not your typical I caught you baiting ducks in a duck pond. This is like we're going to get in a shootout. Yeah, they're going to kill you. They're, they're going to try to kill you. Uh, so these rangers need next-level training. They need the best gear. Eco-Defense provides that. They go over, they they send. Um, so the Tier 1 operators that we talked about that we won't mention their name, um, they're, they are the best trainers in the world. You've got certain ops groups that are like just really good at field work and these guys are very good at field work you like you have some stories about these guys that these are these are ninjas and but they're very good at training indigenous forces that 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 spec ops group is the best at training yeah yeah, i want my great grandkids to be able to go to africa and hunt yeah so so we're gonna do so so i don't we hadn't worked out the details but so we're gonna offer these guns for sale yep so we're going to donate some stuff, and we're going to donate some money to them, try to raise awareness. Yep, and it's going to be really cool. We get to support a cool group. Uh, you and I get to collaborate on a fun rifle, uh, pick out some, you know, just make make something really cool that people would want. And when they buy it, they also are investing in eco defense group. Yeah, I mean it's a rifle that, well, I mean pretty much what I used when I was in Africa hunting. Yep. And uh, w- what you would want to hunt planes game with. Yeah. But it, Rhodesian it, camo, so a little, you know, an ode to our, our buddy guy. I will say. Um, and it looks cool, Jay, right? Like, I like Rhodesian. Rhodesian is yeah. cool it's with the right hipsters. Now. Yeah. 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 I, I, I will say, like, to me, it will be the ultimate <laughs> Africa utility rifle. Everybody on that trip, uh, the guy, the hunters, but also the. Uh, guides, PHs, Andrew, everybody saw the fix and they saw us riding around with them folded up in the vehicle, able to get out quickly and deploy the rifle. Or shoot through the window like me, like a badass. Or Kevin just three species. Kevin just drive by and the animals out the window. Um, But everybody unapologetic. Well, everybody saw like. Just the performance. You're right. Of it. Every PH the, wants one of the. Everyone fixed has. Now. Everyone has said, "Can you?" Every one of those guys in Africa was like, "Please figure out a way to get me one of these rifles." Yes, yeah, so I'm going to do it because I want to go over there and live a few months at a time. I mean, they were calling their friends, telling their friends about the rifles while we were in the truck hunting. Like, yeah. Rad's calling his buddies. He's like, you know, big time gun. You're not going to believe this crazy bald American guy. He's got this guy. We just shot a jack like the window at a thousand meters. He's like, what? He's on fire. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, maybe it wasn't a thousand. It. I don't know. This Felt guy. Like it. it was more like 80 yards but feels um, like a thousand yeah maybe but, 50 yeah. you know on one on one x on your scope it might have felt like it was a thousand yards yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of stress it was like shoot the fucking jackal shoot the fucking jackal shoot that fucking jackal yeah rad's really good at keeping his clients calm so no, he's terrible at that but he's yeah. a great time he's really good at keeping you calm <laughs> up until it's time to shoot and then he starts screaming at you mike is he good at keeping you calm no, he's the no. worst. No, he's not good at that at all. He is the worst. Um, but, man, you, uh, those guys, we just can't say enough uh, good things about them. We had so much fun. I love like, them. I mean, they feel like family, just like do. you guys. I mean, everyone on and the you hunt. Go- you and I are going back to see them soon. Well, 
Yeah. Are you August. going in August or November? I'm going in August. You're going in August. Yeah. So I'm going in August and I'm going back November. I'll I probably go with wait. you in November too, just to make sure everybody's safe. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Oh just my to make God. sure everybody has a good time, has cold beers. I'll just be the beer. <laughs> the beer. Be on the back with the guy handing you guys beers through the it's windows. It's so hard to explain, but if you're the guy on the back handing out the beers, it's worth spending five grand to get there. Like yeah. you will have twenty thousand dollars worth of fun. Dude, you don't have to shoot anything. No, just, I'll do it for you. Yeah, just perspect. Not just perspect, just spectate. <sighs> um, you know, and just uh, you can have a great time. Wrong word. Perspect. Just perspect. Just perspect. Yeah, I like that. It's a new word. Yeah, I heard Ray say yesterday. I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he's an attorney, so it's got to be yeah. legit. Just, just spectate, not perspect. Yeah. Whatever, Jay. We can perspect as well. Yeah, right. I think you started over talking at some point yeah. during this podcast. Yeah. You know, you you so, overshot the so, sweet spot. So, compensating. So, Jay, what do you think? What's a way for you and I to discuss some stuff that's about to happen that Thomas can't edit it out? I don't know. I don't know. He can edit, and he's a master of editing. <sighs> he's an asshole. Um, all right. Crusader Safaris. Oh, go do it. Okay. Top points of this one. Crusader Safaris. The field, new, field Ethos. Field Ethos. So the new Q growing. rifle. Yeah. Oh. The new Q rifle we're going to do. Yeah, um, and don't judge Don by all the actions of his father. Yeah. Like, yeah. his father, great dude. Not really into guns. Don and Eric are outdoorsmen. Don yeah. is a complete stud. Yeah. Um. Dave Etter has got a real comedic vein running deep through him. Yeah. We all love Michael Murphy. Oh, yep. Mike Murphy. I, I mean, when we talk Mike Murphy, when we talk Danny DeRica, I mean, Ray and Danny are like, team. what a love story. Yep. They're great best friends. And the stuff that even Ray and his train wreck being here, he's like, hey, hey, Danny's birthday's coming up. I got this thing. Can you guys do this thing? Yeah. And like, what a sweet son of a bitch. Ray is the train wreck that you always want around. Yeah. Oh, or if you commit crimes. I'm not saying I do that. But maybe Jay does sometimes. So, like, you need an attorney. Yeah. Um. So, because Christine's not always available. No. She's busy doing We consider stuff. Ray to be a very valuable member of our friend oh. group. Yeah. Ray, I mean, there's everyone invaluable. And yeah. Gabe, I'm, I'm upset with Gabe because he's not here. So, I had, I had a... We'll uh, see Gabe I soon. gave him a slight on the toast yesterday. Yeah. And I'm unapologetic, just like Phil Ethos about going yeah. to the outdoors. Um, I cannot wait to our next adventure next year as a group. I can't wait for you and I in August in Africa. And yeah, I'm going to start building fun. my lodge there. So fuck everybody else. Yep. And then in November, taking the engineers. I hope you do that. And whatever adventures, we, we can go shoot rats in Louisiana. Dude, I'm all about it. Yep. I'm all about any adventure. So the main thing, Q is awesome. Yes. <laughs> Jason Field Ethos, awesome. Mike Murphy, go get you some shooting lessons from that man. Hell yeah. Practical shooting lessons. Hell yeah. So Jay, Jay is, you Sick. know, got the COVID. Uh, yeah, I got But some. they have a show. Hours North has a show July, July 4th, 4th in Agonquit. So that's where Tommy Peel's painting. Will it already have happened? Yeah. Uh, hey, sure. one yeah. thing I forgot to mention yesterday when we were talking about this whole um, uh, COVID test was that when we went to get our COVID test oh, and they took us into the ghetto, um, I was like, I was getting out of the van. I grabbed my rifle case. The guy's like, you can leave your rifle case in the van. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. nah, dude. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, just leave it. The rifle, oh. like, I, I wanted a set of handcuffs to handcuff my case <laughs> yeah. and my wrist. This is so not even an exaggeration. We walk, into, oh, we walk into the place and the lady looks at me carrying my rifle case into the clinic and she goes, what's in the case? I go, that's a keyboard. 
And she I goes, don't even know that he said that. Like I, I think did. I think I took over with you know my acute like social. No, and I did. I told her it was a keyboard and that we we're in a band. She asked Hell me, yeah. and I I said a bassoon. She's like, "What's a bassoon?" I was like, "Hours North." Listen she, to. Him. She's like, "Are you in a band?" I said, "Yeah." And she's like, "I've ever heard of you." And she goes, "Goes like you seem important." I was like. I am important. Yeah, I was so like, you're in a band. I said, yes. I was nowhere. Yeah. He and did do that. Yeah. Totally. And she, by the and time she said, we what finished, do you do? And I said, I'm the lead singer. Yeah. yeah. By the uh, time we were finishing bribing them and getting our fake COVID test results, she was telling Kevin that she was looking up Hours North on Instagram. Yeah. And she's like, wrote it down. She's like, I'm going to follow you guys. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're out there, so, thank you for the follow. So, yeah. Shout out for Hours North. I'm sure he'll edit this out because he's an asshole. Lines. When do those uh, journals come out? The for you? Uh, they'll come out uh, Q1 2022 will be our first one. So we're trying to send out maybe January. It's far oh, away. When, you're not even a millennial. What generation are you? I was. I think I am. I was born in 95. So I'm a millennial, I guess. I don't know the years. I but call you a big fat baby. Yeah, I'm that. Well, what is that? It's a little fly. It's right. a little moth. Um, but yeah, yeah I'll make sure you get one. Guy. I'll make Hell sure yeah. you get one uh, on the first release. <laughs> Love it. First run. I'll get one. I'll pay for one. I'll buy it for sure. Well, you can do whatever you want. Support I'm not the, the boss of you. Don Don sent me. It, it, okay, so I bought some of Don's books on Amazon, and um, what his book? Uh, I bought uh, this one was Liberal Privilege. Um, this was his second book, and I bought a bunch of copies of them to give them out. And he asked me if I got any of the books, and I was like, Yeah, man, I, I got a bunch of them. And he said, Why didn't you just? Why did you buy them? Why didn't you just tell me to send some books? And I go, Dude, if I ever write a book. You better buy a bunch of copies of that damn thing. Hey, you support the homies. Yeah, and he's like, man, yes. So thank you for offering to buy the uh, print journal, but I'll also send you one. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, bu- cool. I bought my Q rifle, the one that I got drunk and gave away the other day. You did? Yeah. I'm yeah, a buyer. I'm a supporter. Yeah, yeah. Supporter you of my you wouldn't allow us to give it to you. I wouldn't allow you to give it to me because I, I like supporting my friends. Yeah, well, then you got drunk and gave it away. So well, I supported an, then you had another to come guy. Do the podcast, and and he'll be a Q ambassador. And I came up and um, we got we built some yesterday. It was worth it to me for you guys to come up. Yeah, I don't sure. care. I don't care, Jay. What do we care about? Tell me. Good times. Q motto. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Good All right, number That's one, he's on <laughs> fire. So my man's coming back yeah. from his illness. Yeah. What's number two? What, what do we th- care about? Good times. Good times. Well, a little innovation. Innov- oh, that's exactly a little what I innovation. Said. This innovation. is how he keeps his job. Yep. What's number three? Good times. Innovation. Pussy. Pussy.